Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Built Like This Podcast. I am your host Maxine on episode 283. Happy New Year! Happy 2024! It's a 24 era, you know, all the lingo that I'm hearing a lot of people say. Um, <laughs> I am flushed right now. I am flushed. I'm a little bit out of breath. So please excuse me. I just came home from my psycho class that I've been attending in the last couple of weeks. It's been such a game changer for me. Something about the rush of it all, um, the hit to my dopamine. Like, I love it. I, when I first started, I feel like I'm still a newbie. I'm definitely still a newbie. I think it's like my fifth, sixth, seventh around there. Uh, amount of classes that I've taken. Um, but I'm getting more into the groove of everything and feeling more comfortable on the bike. Just getting comfortable with clacking the or clicking the cleats on the bike was like a whole freaking new world. Like, wait, what? What are you doing right now? How do you do this? So, so today's class, I did it so seamlessly. Um, so yeah, that's been great. Getting it out though is not the easiest. Today was a little bit better, but nonetheless, it's been a great addition to my exercise era. Um, I've always been exercising, of course, but it's been fun adding different elements to that. So shout out to my cycle class. I have been enjoying the break that I've been on. Um, you know, winter break, Christmas break, uh, came back to work this week and it's like, wait, wait, what work <laughs> I have to work? Oh my gosh. I'm sick. <laughs> it's like, no. Um, but you know, with work, there's always like, I think with any job probably, but being that I've always, uh, been working in the education industry or education field. Industry sounds so freaking factory-ish, but I guess it's a school. It's always a factory, right? Um, but I, uh, with anything, I feel like it's always like new things. I think it's just a part of life. You always get hit with a new uh, set of circumstances, something to get used to and just kind of roll with the punches. So that's what I've been experiencing for this new semester at my school, but it's been great nonetheless. So I've been really practicing keeping a gratitude type of spirit on me. Just like even in times when it's like, I am so frustrated right now, or I'm annoyed. I'm grateful. I'm grateful still because this is what I've been praying for or what I've prayed for. Um, and I'm happy to be here. So let's get on with the show. I haven't potted with y'all since, since last year. <laughs> shout out to Podmas. Shout out to Podmas. Shout out to everyone who was listening to Podmas every episode and just been a loyal listener. I really appreciate y'all. Shout out to the new listeners. If you are a new listener and you came across this podcast because of the Podmas series, Welcome aboard. Welcome to the BLT team. This podcast was formerly named God Built This Podcast. So in case you are confused, that that is the story. Well, that is the factual um, evidence behind it. But nonetheless, we are now built like this podcast. I decided to change the name for just 
the reason of not wanting to mislead anyone um i think with the title of god in the podcast the I, the perception may be that this podcast is entirely religious or even entirely spiritual and we don't get into the shits uh but we do so i don't want to offend anyone in their personal idea of what or how god should be used uh, and i respect your specific belief. So nonetheless, I decided to change this podcast title to Built Like This. And it's still in alignment with the theme of the show, which is basically just owning who you are, owning your opinions, and just being confident in that. Like, okay, I'm built like this. Okay, so what? I'm built like this. I, I you know, I stand in my, I stand on business. <laughs> Did we leave that in 2023? But I stand on business. I stand on it. I stand in what I say. I'm confident who I am. And this is who I am. You know, take me as I am type of uh, tone that I'm presenting here. So welcome aboard if you are a new listener and welcome again if you are not if you are a um loyal listener you've been here since day one thank you for being here i'm also thanking you in advance for subscribing to the youtube channel please 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 do so that is your way of showing me love and supporting this independent podcast yes it's independent i am not signed to anyone yet you know if i want to um you know if that should happen because I would like that to happen. I'm not, that's not happening yet. In the meantime, this is entirely independent. So your support looks like a number of different things. It may look like signing up to become a patron on our Patreon page. The link is in the show notes. Or it may look like simply subscribing to the YouTube YouTube channel, leaving a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, both platforms are encouraged to leave a positive review on, and I just greatly appreciate it, and I thank you in advance. Um, Thomas Dexter Jakes, I mean, let me just sip my, sip my Stanley water bottle that I've been had, don't get me wrong, have you seen the freaking mayhem of just hyenas who just bum rush into a store. I don't know which store it was just to get this. I guess it's a limited edition of a Stanley cup. Um, but this cup is in a red and pink aesthetic. And I guess it's just timely for, uh, Valentine's day. Right. So (laughs) clearly if you're watching this YouTube channel, and you're watching this video right now, you'll see that I am showing you my cup as best as I can, uh, despite my blurred background that I intentionally put on. But my cup is uh, great because I got this cup like almost a year ago now. So I did not stand in line to bum rush into a store to get the pink or red Stanley cup. But look, I love my Stanley. I love it. Uh, let me just stop talking about them until I get a sponsor uh, by them. So, yeah, people are like little, literally crazy. And, you know, it is what it is. Capitalism, right? Consumerism. But, yes, Thomas Dexter Jakes. My God, today, I don't remember. I don't think I talked about it during the Podmas series because I was just letting it kind of 
not simmer down, but I was trying to understand what was going on. I don't want to come on here and talk about him possibly being a power bottom. I just felt like that was too, just, it was just disturbing, you know, like he's a pastor. Like that is the role that he's playing, right? Regardless if he is indulging in power bottom activities. And for those who may not know what that means is basically a homosexual, uh, position. So yeah. Um, and I don't want to get too detailed, but just kind of use your imagination. But I just feel like we don't need to have a visual, right? So the whole power bottom is just like, oh, ew, like, come on, y'all. We don't need to see that. Do I believe it? Do I think it's true? Possibly. I feel like since the allegation of him possibly being, allegedly being a, a homosexual, every image that I'm seeing him, even older images of him, I'm looking at him like, oh, I guess he does look kind of look gay right there. I think, <laughs> and I know people like to say, what is, what is gay? Shut up. You know what gay looks like. You know what it looks like. Okay. And you know, there are, there's a term in the gay community of, um, to describe different types of gay men, right? There's the skinnier, like more feminine looking gay man, like the one who is slimmer, who kind of is more flamboyant, while there's the thicker gay man who looks like a grizzly bear. And I think the term that they use in the community is grizzly. I don't know, but I think that that's, there's something to that. And so all the pictures that I've been seeing of TD, of Thomas, I'm going to try to say Thomas Dexter Jakes instead, because I'll just probably say Thomas Dexter, because just in case he wants to do anything crazy, I've heard he's been uh, going at different YouTube channels here. So I'll just be careful. But yeah, like all these images I've been seeing him, old, new, I'm looking at him differently. I'm like, I guess he does kind of look a little, a little sus. Oh, there's been so many um, just analysis and and breakdowns of, oh, well, there was this one time, you know, everyone comes out the woodwork claiming of this particular behavior from him. And it all stems from Cassie, right? So since Cassie came forward almost a month ago now, probably, um, saying that she was abused and sex trafficked and all, all of that from Diddy allegedly. And they settled within 24 hours. She basically left breadcrumbs for anyone who possibly indulged in such behavior, who took part, who was the abuser, who was, you know, like there's multiple people involved and allegedly, uh, Diddy will have these parties called freak offs. And in these parties, you'll get your freak off, you know, get your freak, you know, that's all get your freak on. So instead of freak on, you get it all like you just, you know, how you drag off. Um, there's a freak off. So <laughs> there is a freak off. And in these freak offs, it's basically just orgies, you know, straight up orgies up and down, left and right, whoever and whomever 
go at it and it's just i guess a good time for whoever wants it to be a good time but for those who don't want to be there but is coerced to be there of course it's not a good time for them and allegedly in a late development we learned that td jakes allegedly or thomas dexter allegedly was a participant or a member or an attendee at one of these parties or many of these parties. Who knows? I There is some truth to things. Like sometimes things do really... What we assume, maybe he won't, but there's a lot of suspicion and evidence that supports this allegation. So, God bless my God today. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's it's quite disturbing. I also feel like church is just taking one hit after the other, right? And I put down on my notes here that there's a downfall that's happening in church or just the idea of church been tainted. And it's been that way for years, if you really want to think about it, right? There's a lot of different documentaries of such disturbing activities that take place inside of a church And so for this news to come forward of this allegation, it really continues to paint a negative light upon a church, particularly mega churches. I feel like that is really the focus here because a lot of times we see this judgment that may be appropriate, but we put on this judgment towards mega church pastors thinking that why should they have 50 million dollars a year or $300, $300 million a year just from being a pastor? You know, how are you using that money for your community? How are the people who are attending your church being benefited from this? You know, they're giving you their last dime while you're flying in jets and X, Y, Z, you know, like, look, I think to each, to each their own, I know for me, uh, I remember moving here in Houston, Texas, uh, about five years ago now, or no, I think it's six, no, five. Yeah, five years ago now. Uh, when I started out here, I went to a mega church. And this church was, it was a big size. It wasn't like entire, like it wasn't like too too big, but it was big enough. I feel like it was definitely a mega church here. And after a while, you realize I, I don't know. For me, I notice that I'm just not, I'm not the type of person who gets who gets too caught up. Like I may be a little influenced. Like oh, I may be like blinded by the lights or uh, the large size or even the handsome pastor who's leading the church. I may be influenced by that in a way where I'm just in awe, like, Oh my gosh, I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to see him again. I want to see this pastor again, who I don't know, but he looks good and he's preaching the word of God. And there's this draw that you will have, or that I had towards men like that. 
just because of how I grew up, this was like the man to to uh, fantasize over. Like a lot of people want to be with a lot of people who grew up in the church would fantasize over being the the first lady you know like that that was like a really big title to have um give me one second okay so where was I um yeah so I feel like yeah okay I remember yeah being at his church and was so enthused with just the the lights the the show the production and him having this appeal he had this appeal to him and i felt like okay well this is attractive this is this is nice this is um something to look forward to right but i just felt like things just felt just too much like a production it felt like a put on now don't get me wrong i'm sure there were at least some people on the stage who really truly yearned God and was truly inviting him into the room. But I think it just didn't feel as intimate as I prefer my churches to feel like. And, you know, that's just my preference. But there were just some things that I noticed he said that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So overall, I just decided this is not for me. Um, as far as the size of the church. Now, maybe not every mega church is like this. I'm not going to shoot down every one of them. Um, I just think, you know, ultimately you have to decide what works for you and how you would like to worship if you choose to worship. But, you know, all breath should worship the Lord. Everyone with breath should worship the Lord. <laughs> not a religious podcast. <laughs> I can't help myself. Anyway, but come here. Um, yeah. So, I think, you know, with this salacious allegation against Thomas Dexter, it really rubbed people the wrong way. But there are people who will still stand beside that man. And it is what it is. Like, because at first I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, if he's accused of simply attending and doing whatever at the party that, you know, okay, (laughs) to have orgies is not illegal, right? But what came out lately or since then was him allegedly grooming a young man. Um, I don't know at what age he groomed him, but this young man is a prophet himself. It's just like, again, people come out the woodwork and it's like, okay, nigga, who are you? This guy named Manasseh. It was like, okay, who knows if it's true or not, but apparently he is one of them in the church community. He prophesizes, he's known for his prophecies, and he's known he's known as a prophet. So, you know, I mean, God bless y'all. I mean, at this point, <laughs> I just take it as entertainment and I try not to get so offended, if offended at all. I know I have people in my life personally who pers- who who are loyal to uh, Thomas Dexter, who see him as 
uh, a true man of God. And who knows? Like, you know, he may still very well be. I don't know. But I just think a lot of times we we like to idolize these men of the cloth and we don't hold them to the fire or we don't hold them accountable at all. And it's just, it really speaks to the culture that we're in. You know, instead of putting our all of our focus on God himself, we instead put the focus and adoration towards the one who is preaching the word of God. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's one thing to appreciate a man, a woman, whomever, who is helping you uh, deepen your connection with God. But it's another thing when you are following a man, just a man, a flawed man, a sinful man, you know, if you want to go there, right? But someone who is just as sinned out as you, (laughs) someone who holds no higher power than you, regardless of what title or what letters or labels he has behind his or in front of his name, he is still just like he bleed the same way. He bleeds the same way as you, the same way, the same color. He is no better, no greater, nothing. So I think all in all, the lesson that we should take away from this is we should not hold people on this, this pedestal. We should not hold people up to this ladder thinking that they're above reproach. You know, it's not sound and it's not fair to those who they may have just may have wronged in their lives so you know god bless child i mean thomas dexter at this point stepped down from the altar you know we learned what happened with eddie long bishop eddie long he has since passed from i think he had cancer unfortunately but there were so many allegations that came forward of him um, being abusive or grooming young men in his congregation. And there were so many receipts that supported those allegations. And it just ultimately led to his death, which was very interesting. Like, wait, what? Like his death was very timely. I think he was dealing with some health issue and it ultimately led to his demise. So God bless. I, you know, at this point we'll see what happens with the Potter's house and Thomas Dexter. As you are listening, make sure you are liking this video on YouTube. You are sharing this with others and you're leaving a positive review on both Spotify Apple and YouTube. I thank you in advance. Okay, so Taraji P. Henson decided to come forward on her tour in her promotion for The Color Purple, the musical, and share with us that she's broke. Y'all. She is a millionaire and she's broke. Obviously, I'm like hyping up what I'm saying right now because she didn't say she's broke verbatim. I know. Uh, But she came on several different platforms talking about how much she 
or how little she gets paid and how she isn't getting paid her worth. And as viewers, we see the amount that they say she gets for a role, right? Say she gets $100,000 for a role. That $100,000 doesn't go straight to her account. There are um, amounts taken out for different people on her team. It's a whole team behind, behind her. So there's her management, there's her assistant, there's her, you know, whoever else, there's taxes, there's her mortgage, right? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we know. Like, obviously, no one ever thought you got $100,000, $200,000 straight like that. No, you do have a team around you. Of course, they're getting paid 30% or however long, whatever the split is, whatever you negotiate. And I just feel like, look, I can't sympathize. I definitely can sympathize with her feeling frustrated with not being able to get an increase over time. And she said herself that since the movie Proud Mary, she hasn't gotten an increase in her pay. And Proud Mary came out in 2016. So that's very unfortunate. But I wonder what is going on? Why are you taking roles that are not paying you your worth per se? And who is your manager? Who is your accountant? Who is on your team? How come no one is saying, hey, we noticed there hasn't been an increase in almost 12 years? <laughs> Let me get the time right. Hold on. 2023, because it was 2023 when she said this. Oh, okay. Seven years. My bad. Seven years? What it, like, is she being dramatic? Because I know she's an actress, right? We know she's an actress. Is she being dramatic or is she just not being smart with her money? Look, I come on this podcast earlier on, very open, very transparent about my money management or lack thereof at the time. Okay, I have come here and said, I don't know why I'm broke. I don't know why I'm broke, right? I've come here complain about how I don't know where my money's going. And I just feel like every time I get paid, my money is disappearing. And it's look, ultimately, when you get old, as you experience more in adulting financially is what I mean, right? As you like really sit down with your finances, you realize it's not that you're not getting paid enough. And yes, there are circumstances where it's like, okay, I wish of course I had more money here. And there's always room for more money. Abundance is mine. But I think the mindset, the mindset wasn't correct at the time for me. And even sometimes now I still kind of have to be intentional with what I say. Oh, not even kind of, I always have to be. But the point is, it's not that you, you don't make a lot of money. or It's not that you're not making enough. 
is that you're not managing it well. <laughs> you know, you're not being mindful of how much you do have. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not discounting the expenses that we have and the inflations that, and the inflation that we have in our society and how $200 now doesn't take you far in comparison to how it was seven, 10 years ago. Totally true. I just think ultimately you have to know how to work your money and not make your money work you. So having your automatic withdrawal towards your savings every other week should be automated. Having an automatic withdrawals for your sinking fund should be automated. Like there should be a plan every time. And it wasn't up until I realized that and learned that through different experiences, different conversations, different YouTubes that I will watch and just different, just realizations. I came to the realization that, wait, it's not that it's an external problem. It's an internal problem. I'm not thinking well, right? I'm not looking at my finances and saying, ha ha. This is what I need to do rather than, ah, oh, I'm, I'm blaming everybody else. I'm not paying, I'm not being paid well enough. It's not, that's not always the case. And I feel like with Taraji, it's just very funny to me because you think about how, you know, as human beings, we always want more. We're not always satisfied, or if we are satisfied, that's because we have to tell ourselves, look, be grateful because you pray for this, right? But we always find room to complain. We always find room to say, oh, I should have had that. I should have that and not be content and grateful for what you do have. Like, girl, you wasn't always a millionaire, or even a, a hundred thousand there, you know, she's not a millionaire. We know she's not living on the street. Hello? We know you're not like making ends meet. Like you are, you're doing awfully well. Like you're doing well enough, right? You're doing well than how you were when you were younger. Let's say that because we know she didn't grow up with spoons, silver spoons in her mouth. Okay. So for her to just be so just high and out, not high, um, down and out over her lack of increase in her funds is just like, I think, I just feel like there, there could have been a better way to communicate that. And instead the way she came off was just as if she's just this brokey as, <laughs> as if she couldn't eat. <laughs> like, man, 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 man. Have you looked at your expenses? Have you cut off where you could cut off? You know, did you get an expensive car that you don't really need? Do you really need a car? Can you just get a driver? Like, are there ways where you could cut back? You know, and oftentimes we just kind of like, we spend money to look like we have money when we don't really have it like that. But instead we spend money to keep up with the Joneses. Who are the Joneses? Uh, where are the, where are they? 
Where are the joins, Joneses? The Joneses, the Jones. Where are they? Because everyone's like trying to keep up with them. Where are they? I don't know where they are. Hello? Have you seen them? It's like we have to stay in our own lane and stop comparing ourselves to other people. And I don't appreciate though, like despite of what I'm saying, I don't appreciate us like or a lot of people trying to downplay the talent in Taraji's acting abilities. Like she's very talented. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying all this to say that she's not. And that she's not deserving of more, right? I'm just saying she's not like on the things could be worse. Honestly, things could be worse. Okay. And these are seemingly, at least from my perspective, I don't know her personally, but from my perspective, these are champagne problems. You know, I wish I had that issue, girl. Like, you see. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to make it work with what I got. And I'm a little bit more grateful than how she's coming across. But her crying every second, acting like she's just putting ends meat, you know, putting two and two together. And, you know, she's only eating grilled cheese every day. It's like, what? I'm doing all right. There was this video that I watched and it showed her homes several homes that she owned that are in the million dollar range and she's talking about what now? you don't get paid you don't get paid well enough there's this meme that i saw of her standing next to about to say benjamin button but no brad pitt who played benjamin button in that movie and it said that he it showed the number 10 million in front of him as, and then it showed $100,000 in front of Taraji P. Henson. Now, of course, that's like, wow, that's a, a big ass difference, right? I'm not denying that. But first of all, we, we are looking at this picture and we don't know the truth behind it. We act like all these white people are getting all the money up front and their team, their management, and whoever is on board with them get crumbs. No, the same team, the same 30% X, Y, and Z that's getting taken off of Taraji's check is the same amount, if not more, getting taken off of Brad Pitt's check. Okay, Brad Pitt's check. <laughs> so it doesn't mean that he's getting that 10 million, if that's true, straight off. No, I'm sure he's probably getting maybe five maybe five million of that who knows but again this comparison thing like we will never be happy if we continue to compare ourselves to other people and i'm saying this to myself like if we continue to count our money in comparison to how much someone else is getting paid we're never gonna feel enough now yes there are circumstances in which you should know um, just a range at least so that you can negotiate in a way that is respectful to your craft, to, um, just the longevity you've been in the, in the industry, like however that looks like for the industry. I don't know the details for that. There's a way to go about it, but constantly expecting to get paid 
more or the same amount or compare constantly comparing yourself in general to your counterparts. I just feel like that is not always the healthiest thing to go. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's just not, it's not effective. It's not effective at all. So God bless. Um, I know she's fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's just like stop gaslighting us. This whole like gaslight of, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm so broke. Girl, what? <laughs> anyway, let's move on. So the Epstein client list has been released. And my God, my God. There are a lot of freaks in the house. <laughs> Shout out to Diddy. Um, I don't think his name was on the list, but who knows? It might be a part two. He, his name may come up. So Stephen Hawkins. Remember that guy who... I'm about to say the R word. Who straight up... He's, he's straight up... He's in a wheelchair. Let me just say that. Okay? Um, he's known for... What is he known for? Just being a smarty... Steve Hawkins. What is he known for, though? He's an English theoretical phys physicist, cosmologist, and author. Um, so that's what he's known for. Oh, he actually passed away. Oh, I think I knew that. I think I just forgot. Oh my gosh, I'm about to talk about him. Like he's still around. Child. Anyway, when he was alive, but still in his wheelchair, his ass was on the Epstein Island, okay? According to these documents, and I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. Shout out to those who are watching this. And you'll see exactly what I am saying here because I'm like, what? The guy in the wheelchair? <clears throat> so he was on the island, <laughs> Yes, this guy right here, this man right here, who can't even close, who, at the time when he was alive, had his teeth hanging out his mouth, eyes looking up. He enjoyed watching naked midgets, and I'm saying the word verbatim because that's how it says in the doc, in the doc, um, he enjoyed watching naked midgets solve complex equations. Equation. Like, what a nerd. What? He loved watching them solve complex equations on chalkboard. Something about chalkboard, huh? That was too high. So he liked watching them suffer or reach and struggle to reach uh, the, the top part of the chalkboard because it was too high for these midgets. For these naked midgets. Child, that is so weird. So let's see here. It says here, did Jeffrey ever talk to you about Stephen Hawking's and Jeffrey being Jeffrey Epstein? Did Jeffrey ever talk to you about Stephen Hawking's proclivities? Yes. He liked watching undressed midgets solve complex equations on a too high up chalkboard. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh let's see what does it say so this seems like an email sent to jeff uh yeah sent to epstein it says here 
Uh, you can issue a reward to any of my Virginia's, Virginia's friends, acquaintance. The spelling is a little off. Family that come forward and help prove her allegations are false. The strongest is the Clinton dinner and the new version in the Virgin Islands that Stephen Hawking participated in an underage orgy. So not only does he like naked midgets, he likes underage girls. All right. So I'm about to say shout out to <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Child, that is crazy. Anyway, he's he's long gone now. I mean, no justice for that. But the story continues. The plot thickens. And what's next here that I'm going to share is um, apparently Bill Clinton's ass. Yes, former President Bill Clinton, also known as the first black president, you know, a lot of people would coin or yeah, coin that towards him because of his demeanor and felt like he was just so cool. Cause he cheated on his wife and had her suck him off under the table allegedly. Um, but let's get into this. So he, uh, what happened here? <clears throat> it says here, if you can see on the board, on the board, Bill Clinton likes them young, end quote. It says here, did Jeffrey ever talk to you about Bill Clinton? It says, quote, he said one time that Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. And uh, there's this photo. This is painted photo that was seen in Jeffrey Epstein's home of Bill Clinton wearing a blue dress, sitting like a woman, sideways on a chair, wearing red heels, and he's pointing towards the camera. I don't know what this picture is supposed to mean. <laughs> I don't know what it's trying to indicate. Maybe they're trying to say something about his sexuality. Who knows? Maybe this is blackmail, you know, trying to hold him to some type of compromising position. Like, hey, if you don't do this, we're going to show this painting. Child, it's just, it's a lot going on. Um but look, Je uh, Jeffrey Epstein, he's allegedly long gone, so he can't give us too much detail um, in this live form. I still think he's alive, though. I do. But he's just not in our faces. But yeah, this is the these are the details. And I also want to show another example here. So Donald Trump has been proven that he actually was not a participant, an attendee at all involved in this Epstein situation. According to this document here, Epstein documents verify that Donald Trump did not 
visit Jeffrey Epstein's homes or Epstein Island. And it says here, did you ever see Donald Trump at Jeffrey's home? Not that I can remember. On his island? No, not that I can remember. In New Mexico? No, not that I can remember. In New York? Not that I can remember. All right. If you could turn to the second page and read through those notes, let me know. Uh, it says here, Donald Trump. No. Is it Donald Trump in the question? Did you ever massage Donald Trump? No. So, I mean, that is the allegation here that Donald Trump has no parts. And I'm going to actually play this video of Donald Trump talking about the Clintons and how they had strong involvement with Jeffrey Epstein and their hands are dirty, basically. So let's go ahead and get into this clip. I have no idea. I know he was on his plane 27 times, and he said he was on the plane four times. But when they checked the plane log, Bill Clinton, who was a very good friend of Epstein, he was on the plane about 27 or 28 times. So why did he say four times? And then the question you have to ask is, did Bill Clinton go to the island? Because Epstein had an island that was not a good place, as I understand it, and I was never there. So you have to ask, and Bill Clinton goes to the island. That's the question. If you find that out, give it to know a lie. Thank you very much. Really so, yes. The um, we have here Donald saying that Bill Clinton has been on the Epstein Island more than four times, 27 times, he said, and Clinton allegedly likes them young and has been in this thing for a while and was really good friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Look, this is messy. Who knows what will happen from this point on? Naomi Campbell decided to come forward though and say, because there, there are pictures of her with Epstein on the plane, um, looking like she is a participant on the island, right? Or just been an attendee nonetheless. She came forward and said, it's not fair to assassinate someone's character just because they were um, there or just an attendee. She says that being an attendee basically does not mean that she was a part of the heinous acts that he's accused of. I'm going to see if I can find the video, actually. Um, but there are a lot of pictures of her seemingly chummy with Ghislaine Maxwell. So it is not like it's a, a passing relationship. They were all really close. So her uh, coincidentally saying, oh, no, I have no involvement or there we go. I'm going to go ahead and play this video real quick. She is just trying to act like she is peachy keen. And she's saying that it's not fair because an assassinate assassination of someone's character. And this is not okay. 
let's go ahead and get into this video. My past. This, this is a direct character assassination. I've always said that I'm not a saint, that I am a work in progress, but I will not be held hostage by my past. What he's done is indefensible. And when I heard of what he'd done, it sickened me to my stomach, just like everybody else because I've had my fair share of sexual predators. And thank God that I had good people around me that protected me from this. I mean, right now I stand with the victims. It's, I can't, you know, they're scarred for life. For life. I've rubbed shoulders with um, hundreds of, or hundreds of thousands of people. The frightening conclusion here is that if the negative action of your neighbor colleague, or even an associate can somehow make you guilty too, simply by association, then we indeed live in very worrying times. This affects us all. It is wrong, it's unfair, and it must be stopped. Daily, shut up. This is a diet. Shut up, okay? She's making it out to seem like, oh, she, she knows a lot of people, she's rubbed hands, with a rubbed elbow. What was the term? Rubbed elbows? She rubbed dicks with... <laughs> what? She's rubbed elbows with a lot of people. And yada, 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 yada. You've been very close with him. You Y'all were good friends. Stop it. This is not some business industry relationship or something that was a fly, flying by acquaintance associate type of relationship no you were an attendee for a number of times at his island okay on his island in his plane chumming up with Ghislaine Maxwell cut it out like suddenly you don't know that man <laughs> suddenly I didn't know anything he did I just was friends with him come on I think ultimately, though, when you're friends with someone, at least good friends with someone, you are aware of some of their ways. Like, there are some things that you probably pick up like, oh, that did kind of surprise me or that did kind of rub me the wrong way. You know, maybe you notice he would purposely pull young girls closer to him and he'll try to play it off like a joke or he'll be out all hours of the night when y'all are together and you thought it was going to be something you know low key but he's not in the hotel you know there's always something that kind of proves that somebody is not all that uh safe <laughs> you know anyway i just think he's He's guilty, obviously. And though he's no longer with us, allegedly, everyone else is suddenly acting like, I didn't know him. I didn't know him. What? Oprah, what about you and Harvey Weinstein? You didn't know him either? You was chum chumming it up with him too. Like, cut it out. Y'all knew each other. So, anyway, God bless y'all. <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast. Make sure you are, again, subscribed, leaving a positive message, a positive review on 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And be sure to share, uh, be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram, built like this podcast. So I will check in with you all next time. Peace.